And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, all right, here we are at episode 499, and uh, got a bunch of stuff taped for you. Uh, Lefty's got a show, uh, Red's got his, and uh, another episode of Baron Void, and uh, a perhaps, but maybe not, which uh, you'll have to wait for that. Uh, I think I got that positioned as the stinger for this episode, meaning uh, some audio at the end of the theme song. So there's always something. It's usually short. But this time it'll be a full episode, or perhaps, but maybe not. Yeah. So uh, to open with, I could have talked about the political situation and the wars and rumors of wars. (laughs) But uh, apparently, and I don't know, Exactly the details. I was uh, on Pat Dixon's 11 o'clock show, and he said, hey, I noticed in the chat people are saying that Shuley is, uh, had some choice words for you on one of his shows. I don't even know which one it was, uh, and uh, being upset with me uh, in particular. Um, so I'm at quite the disadvantage of what exactly what the problem was. The only thing I can assume is that that was in response to uh, Rob Saul's show that came back uh, this Monday, uh, Monday evening. And uh, I came into that show not knowing what it would be about at all. It's Rob's show. Uh, so I just thought it would be the usual shenanigans of talking about whatever um, and all that sort of thing. But as soon as I, I, he has me pop in, he shows up uh, dressed up as if he is Shuli, uh, with the Israeli flag behind him and all this stuff. And I said, oh, all right, he's going to do this bit or something. And, uh, he goes in this tirade against Shuli. So I'm like, okay, what's the problem now? And I never really got an idea of why exactly, uh, Shuli is the target of his ire. Um, there's this ongoing thing, primarily between Shuley and Kevin Brennan, uh, back and forth. They don't like each other and all this sort of stuff. Was never really totally clear on that. Something to do with Shuley having been present when Gino Bisconti revealed Kevin's number, which really, you know, pissed off Kevin quite a bit, you know. Plus, he didn't, he never liked Gino anyway. <laughs> but that, well, you know, was a bridge too far, you know, revealing his personal information like that. Um, but I didn't, I never knew Shuley I was apparently there at the show he did. I, I, I don't know the details, but whatever the reason, and apparently there's bad history between them uh, to begin with, uh, as far as Kevin and Shuley goes. So the ongoing thing, uh, I interviewed Rob on this very show about his accusations that uh, Bob Levy and Chris Abels uh, had bought views for Levy land. And I, look, I called it like I see it. I like Bob. I've gotten along with Chris Abels. I've got no real problem with him. I don't even really care that it appears they did it. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the wounded party would be YouTube itself which is always a sword of Damocles hanging over a channel, uh, which they'll take your channel down for just anything. But something like this, they would. But so far, seems they don't care or they just aren't aware of it and they got bigger fish to fry or whatever. I don't know. 
So, you know, uh, what have you, uh, the idea being that you could show a bunch of views and like, wow, this is a growing and popular channel. And then, uh, you know, you, you sort of build that and they will come, you know, <laughs> and then you get a real audience and so on and so forth. The idea to keep doing it would be detrimental to you because you want to monetize your channels and videos and all that. But if you're constantly putting money into it to make it seem like it's uh, popular, um, well, it really doesn't get you anywhere. But anyway, that's what Rob presented. And then Patrick Melton did his show and showed the Venmo logs. And I was like, well, you know, they've made a good case. Uh, apparently, uh, Abel said, no, uh, we hired this guy for marketing purposes and, uh, Hey, look, it paid off. But I mean, marketing would involve, uh, you know, advertising and the like, uh, I, I, I haven't seen any evidence of it, uh, unless there's something other aspect that I'm ignorant of, which is highly possible. Uh, I don't know, uh, that so, um, so at that point, I said, well, I guess that's what they did. Rob did all this because uh, he was left out in the cold uh, from the Levyland crew here and where they moved on to the Shuli Network. And, of course, Bob became Shuli's uh, co-host for his shows and whatnot. And uh, Chris Abel's got his own show with uh, the Replayables. And so uh, Rob's like... Hey, what about me? <laughs> and I can understand that. Uh, but, and he was teased, you know, and Rob said, Hey, I think we're going to get on the Shuli network. And I said, okay. So, you know, I started watching Shuli. I, I wasn't familiar with Shuli uh, and all that. And uh, so I started mostly the BS show that he and Bob d d do. Uh, and, uh, and this came into a problem uh, for me personally, because of, my health problems and uh i mean i work nights and so these morning hour shows uh i thought you know i could stay up a few more hours you know and watch this so i would watch it i super chatted him all this stuff and um you know it it, it was a funny show and you know, they would do gags and stuff the thing about shuli network is that it's all about stuttering john and it is the center of their universe <laughs> and i'm Look, I'm tired of the stuttering John stuff. It it has there's certainly there's a lot of humor there because how stupid the guy is. Um, most recently, there was one like oh, who are these podcasts did where stuttering John was. And I think Shuley did it too, um, uh, where he was at his mother's for Christmas and it looked very much like the King of Com Comedy scenario. <laughs> Mom, I'm doing this now, and all that played out. Okay, look, that was hilarious. <laughs> So the opportunities are still there, but it's a saturation of it, and I lost interest. But that's just a you know, a, a material argument or or what have you, and it's whatever suits your fancy. If you're you want to see Stuttering John twenty four seven, you know that then go for broke and you know and and, and do it. Don't really care. Um. So, uh, but again, I couldn't keep up with the show, uh, because of the problems I have with, uh, it, when I rob myself of sleep, uh, I pay a heavy price for it and I keep thinking I can beat it and I'm wrong. And so a similar situation happened when Bob Levy, uh, sent me a message said, Hey, 
uh, would you like to do the news for Levy Land? And I said, sure, I'll do it. But I, I did stipulate that, uh, you know, the hours are, are tough for me here and there. And if necessary, I could do pre-taped segments, either my cartoons or I'll tape a segment where I, I do it and you guys play it and you can do your uh, takes on it and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, or just use it as a break segment for them to go take a piss <laughs> during the live stream, you know. So, but I, I came on live and did one. And after that, I was terribly sick. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, I, you know, can't do it. At the same time, <laughs> Kevin Brennan did one of his live streams. I was watching it. And sent him a super chat, and he starts calling me the traitor. <laughs> All this stuff uh, that I betrayed Pat Dixon and what have you, because I'm working for the Shuley Network. Uh, I did a favor for Bob. Uh, I was not paid or anything like that. I've never spoken directly to Shuley uh, and that sort of thing. So... No, I, I didn't do that. And uh, at the same time, I'm like sending, at first I did it to the producer and he gave me a strange message. Of, I, I, I don't, maybe he's not involved anymore. I don't know. Uh, and then Chris Abels, we talked back and forth uh, in DMs. And I said, here's what I can do. And I sent the videos and he said, okay, I'll send it to Bob and, and tell him. And then, and then that was it. You know, uh, and then as far as I know, there is no Levy Land anymore. I, you know, so, okay. Uh, I don't know what their situation is or what have you. And quite frankly, it's none of my business. Uh, and so I, you know, moved along. Uh, so then Rob comes back wanting to do a show. Uh, he had to go back to work cause he was, he had been unemployed for a while and was in danger of not being able to make his bills and stuff like that. So he went back to work for a while. So he's been busy doing that. So he did. And then he wanted to do the show again. So I figured, well, late Monday night would be the one window of opportunity for me because I'm not doing anybody's show in, in the daytime or the morning because I, I can't. So, uh, so okay, we did that. Came in, and he goes after Shuley. So apparently there's been Twitter battles between them or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. And then he says the views on the Julie network he suspects are fraudulent because he just don't think, doesn't think they can get that. And he says, uh, that they've got this show they're going to do uh, a live show, you know, at a, at a comedy club and that the tickets were still for sale at this late date or something like that. And uh, that's evidence that they don't really have that big of an audience. Well, um, not everybody can go to these shows. I've never been to any of the shows of these podcasts that I like. I don't travel. And uh, right now, the weather is not kind for travel. <laughs> so I don't know what the situation would be, but of course, at the time, maybe people wouldn't have known that. But nevertheless, uh, you can factor a lot of that in. Uh, the other thing was that no matter when the Shuley shows come on, they hit very high as far as views or whatnot. So he suspects it. Curiously enough, during the Rob Saul show broadcast, we got over a thousand views. <laughs> so something was going on there. I don't know who's screwing with it. Uh, perhaps it was old Nazir. I, because <laughs> hey, he can do that. <laughs> but I don't know. It was odd. 
And then Pat came on and uh, going on about it. And he suggested he just do the Shuley joke all the time. And, uh, but again, I mean, uh, repetition or whatnot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but Bob, I mean, Bob, Rob was just really, I could tell he was very upset about Shuley and everything. It was ranting and raving about it. At one point he had to get up and leave. And I just flat out told the audience, I can't stand this. shit. <laughs> I wish I could go back and get it. I can't cause it's private. And so I just checked for the show and I was like, ah, damn, I can't even get that. Um, maybe I wasn't clear enough on that. Uh, but I, so I don't know, uh, what the gripe was in particular. Uh, so now it's like, it's one of these, well, should I reach out? Uh, they're probably not going to want to hear from me. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess it's what I should do. Uh, certainly, uh, for Bob Levy, uh, I owe this show. To Bob Levy, he inspired me to do it. He encouraged me to do it, and all of that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I got no reason to to hate Bob or be uh, at odds with him. I, I suspect something of the views buying nature happened, but that's just a suspicion. I can't prove that. Um, and again. <laughs> doesn't really bother me. I'm not going to do it. That Nazir guy reached out to me several times trying to get me to, to, to pay him for this. And I said, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but, you know, again, the real wounded party would be YouTube itself. <laughs> you know? uh, so, uh, whatever, you know, but uh, the, the attacks on Shuli of late has been a lot, a lot of it directed to him being Jewish. And look, uh, this horrific massacre happened over in Israel. Uh, you see, and hey, man, can't take a joke. Well, it's understandable that he would be uh, even more overly sensitive to that when that sort of thing happens um, and, and so on. And that's going to go on a while, you know, because uh, plus it was a massive murder that took place there. And uh, just, you know, you know, you know the, the details. So, yeah, I'm not cool with that. I don't make fun of him being Jewish. I, I just, I don't make fun of Jews for being Jewish either. Uh, yeah, I know dark humor. And so there's some leeway to it when everyone makes the usual jokes and stuff like that, because uh, there's culture clashes and ethnicity clashes and that sort of thing that are rather a uh, minuscule of, of significance. Um, but it's understandable from Shuley's position at this point uh with something like that as for the rest of it don't really know the man he's saying that he that bob used to say he was a rat or a snake or something like that and i'm sure he did they had some big breakup that lasted for years they been open about it and they came around all that stuff they tried to rein in gino pasconti uh, uh for, for pat i don't um uh, uh but that was an impossible thing but they did do it they made the effort uh of course uh gino will never forgive pat dixon <laughs> and uh that's that's the way it is so uh i i guess doesn't really clear anything i guess but that's all i can offer on it um i wish them the best uh, uh hopefully rob 
can settle for with his own show and try to work on that. And, uh, and, um, I, so, but, but I mean, I don't know what else there is between him and Shuli and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, as for the rest of it, I do this show, I do my, my Nelson ratings and I work with Pat Dixon on his shows and that's, that's all I do. So, all right. Um, gee, what can I do for the 500th episode? Well, stay tuned. <laughs> You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. X-Con busted for New Year's Day dildo battery. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. After being derided as a limp dick in need of Viagra, an ex-con retrieved a pink dildo from a bedroom shelf and battered his girlfriend with the sex toy. Investigators charge that Stephen Nerdin, 38, attacked the woman during a 1.20 a.m. confrontation at a residence in Pinellas County, Florida. Nerdin and the victim were arguing about their relationship when Nerdin became upset upon being told that he needed an erectile dysfunction medication to address his sexual shortcomings. Nerdin allegedly then took a dildo and shoved it into the 35-year-old victim's mouth. The woman also told police that Nerdin punched her in the left eye while she tried to push him off. After being read his rights, Nerdin claimed not to remember using the dildo as a weapon, but recalled that the victim had punched him in the right eye during the altercation. Arrested for domestic battery, Nerdin was booked into the county jail on the first-degree misdemeanor count. He's being held in lieu of $2,500 bond. A judge has barred Nerdin from having any contact with the woman he is alleged to have battered. Additionally, if he secures his release on bond, Nerdin will be fitted with a continuous alcohol monitoring device. The dildo was not seized by investigators. Nerdin, who has an extensive rap sheet, was released from state prison just four months before the incident serving more than 13 years for armed robbery, aggravated assault, and felonious possession of firearms. Well, what a way to ring in the new year. But you know, by beating her with a dildo, he kind of proved her point, didn't he? This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Hey, you want some more Nelson stuff? Well, who doesn't? Well, sometimes I don't. Well, no one cares what you think, Lefty. That's not true. Anyway, if you want some more Nelson stuff, you head over to the Nelson Ratings. That's ratings. Ratings. I know how to say it. You head over to the NelsonRatings.locals.com. There's all kind of extra goodies and Nelson stuff there. 
That's right, Red. It's all kind of artwork and uh, all kind of uh, uh, audio stories that he, he posts there and stuff. And then links to his YouTube videos for, and uh, those other nasty video platforms like Brightweight places like Rumble, which you should never watch. You can just get it on YouTube, so don't even bother with that. You can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, they need direction. No, they don't. They're no inside for themselves. Shut up. Red, damn it. But there's also, uh, you know, like his artwork and stuff. And then there's this poor man mystery science theater treatment of all public domain movies of the sci-fi and horror genre. You can check that out. Yeah, but you gotta be a super supporter then and subscribe. And you do that and you help out old Mr. Nelson to bring you more stuff of his Nelson, you know, stuff. Well, yeah, that's, okay, that's good enough, I guess. You're damn right. So head over to Nelson Ratings dot locals.com Well, you almost lost it there. Shut up, Lefty. So anyway, there you go, folks. Head over to nelsonreadings.locals.com and get yourself some more Nelson goodies. And now, it's time for I Can't Even with Lefty Teddington. Hey guys, it's your old pal, Lefty Tuddington. And you know, I thought it would uh, be uh, really uh, intuitive and progressive to share with you a, a little passage from uh, the January 2024 issue of the monthly Diversity Digest. That's right. That's right. They were giving a lot of information about some events, that uh, some of which have already happened, uh, uh, celebrating uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and, you know, and, and how we can go forward uh, with the goals that that great man uh, inspired. Uh, so uh, there's a diversity word of the month. And for the month of January 2024, that word is privilege. That's right. It's very important and it needs to be understood. And you got to get educated. So it goes, starts off with privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. In the United States, Privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. And, it, it, and they give a list here. So right off the bat, of course, white people, yeah. Able-bodied people, yeah, yeah. Heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people. Middle-aged people, come on, guys, get with the program, and English-speaking people, yeah. Yeah, that, it's all true. And look, I'm a part of several of these groups that I've educated, and I acknowledge my privileges. I do, and I struggle to be a part of the solution, and not the problem. And acknowledging it is the first step to turning that corner. It sure is. So, of course, white people, able-bodied people, you know, you just don't respect people who, you know, just don't have legs or hands or eyes or whatever, and that sort of thing. And you need to be aware of that. 
heterosexuals need I go on cisgender people and you're like hey isn't it the same thing no it's not when you are just accepting of the gender you will you were assigned at birth then you're cis and even though you might be homosexual you're still cis because you've accepted the gender that you were assigned at birth that's right so you might be thinking, hey, I'm gay, so I'm not a part of this. Oh, I'm afraid not. No, you are. You do have some privileges, and you need to check it. Males, of course. Come on, man. You might be thinking, hey, I'm not white. Doesn't matter. You're still a man. And you got to acknowledge that privilege that uh, women don't have because they're female. That's right. That's right. Christians, I mean, <laughs> there's no need to elaborate on that. Middle or owning class people. That's right. That's right. If you're a middle class, that means you're doing better than people who aren't. That's not right. And if you own things, I mean, come on. That's, you know, it, what's wrong with renting? You know, and can you really own anything, people? Come on. Middle-aged people, you know, they're stuck in the past and they're so difficult to get with it and learn. But, you know, the old saying, old dog, new tricks. English-speaking people, uh, yeah, I know. You just think because there's, you know, predominantly English everywhere, you expect everyone else to understand it, too. Well, no. Maybe it's time you learn the language when someone comes from somewhere else and they can't speak your language. You know, make the effort to learn theirs. That's right. That's right. We can all do our part to not be a part of the problem and be a part of the solution. Anyway, it continues, privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. That's right. That's right. They don't even appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, that's the irony there. People in dominant groups often believe they have earned the privileges they enjoy, or that everyone can have access to these privileges if only they work to earn them. Oh, my God. That is just outrageous that these people think that. But you know they do. And it's just not right. No. But, you know, you could learn and make it right. In fact, privileges are unearned. That's right. And are granted to people in the dominant groups whether they want those privileges or not. And regardless of their stated intent. That's right. I don't care how good a person you think you are or you try to be. You're like, oh, I'm educated and everything. It's never going to be good enough. Because you're one of those people, you know? And that's just the way it is. And the idea that you, you earned it or whatnot. No, because you're not a part of the group that's entitled to... Uh, wait a minute. Uh, it's, uh, well, you know the deal, you know? It's men and white people, for the most part, and Christians and all that. They just got to check their privilege. That's, that's how that... That works. I mean, come on, guys. I can't even. This has been I Can't Even with Lefty Turnington. Lefty Turnington is a frequent co-host of the Mr. Nelson Show podcast on RadioMisfits.com. The views and opinions of Lefty Turnington do not necessarily reflect those of RadioMisfits.com or any other platform he may appear on. So, any comments and or complaints should be sent to someone who cares. Hey, what you wearing there, boy?
Hey, <laughs> this is my Bubba Stargon t-shirt. Bubba Stargon? Oh, man, is that all the characters is that little Mr. Spot? It sure is. Oh, man, where can I get one? <laughs> you gotta head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Mr. Nelson store? Where that? Oh, you gotta head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com, and look up the Mr. Nelson store. Yeah, M-R-N-I-L-S-I-N. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple. Oh, man, I'm gonna get on that and get me a Bubba Star concert. Yeah, you'll be the envy of your friends. Yeah, except you're the only one friend I got. Well... Uh, you'll make more with a cool shirt like it. Oh, yeah! That's right, friends. Head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zezzle.com where you can get your Bubba Stargon shirt and other great Mr. Nelson products. Get ready for the jump. Lola, Lola, what? I found it. Oh, no. Can't speak it. No, it's Baron's brat. Where in blazes did she come from? Oh, no. Dave, what is wrong with Lola? Uh, well, Biddy, she's been through quite the ordeal, but... Uh, we just need to get her the hell out Betty, of here. Betty, what's good? That's exactly what we're going to do. So I've made contact. Stand by. Here we go. What? No, no, Ricky. What is it? What the hell? No, keep back, you little idiot. You'll ruin everything. No, don't. No. No, Betty. She's gone. All of them are gone. Panvan. Got to get back to the Panvan. What happened? Cliff! Where's Cliff? What? I... I don't know. Thanks to the interference of Baron's little brat. Baron's brat? Meet Betty? Oh my god, that's right. She was there. What? She's not with us now. Biddy's gone too. Yes, well, it's her own damn fault. As I said, she interfered with the teleportation field and obviously scattered her atoms and Cliff's atoms elsewhere. Oh my god, we, we've got to find them. We'll do nothing of the sort. The good news is, I finally managed to make it back into Baron's Time Tower. Through which I should be able to re-energize my omnibus. No, I mean, Betty and Cliff, we've got to find them. They could be in danger or injured. What? No, no, no. I keep forgetting I'm talking to a Neanderthal. When I said they were scattered to parts unknown, I meant throughout time. The actual place they're located in is right here within the time tower. Wait, what? Oh, yes, it's just a different point in time. Which one? I don't know, and I don't really... <laughs> have the time to deal with it. As for any injuries they may have suffered, well, they'll just have to deal with that themselves, especially little Betty, as it's her fault that things occurred as they did. In the meantime, I've got to get back to the business of my omnibus. And since we materialized right outside the teleporter potty, I'll be on my way. You can stay here if you want. <laughs> what? Damn it, it's locked. Let's see. Oh no. Oh no, I don't have my skeleton key. Damn it. How am I going to access the teleporter putty to get back to the omnibus now? Well, I bet Biddy could open the teleporter putty. Damn it. 
Very well, Miss Montgomery. Let's try to locate your friends. Hey, we did it! We're back in the time tower! We said... Huh? Lola? Penny? Reckon? Anybody? Damn it, what the hell? Wait a minute. Biddy jumped in and Reckon said it was some kind of problem. Damn it! Maybe there's somewhere else in the tower. I can... That's how it looks when it arrives. Baron! Baron, you in there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. I... I'm, I'm in the tower. Uh, how am I inside the tower? Uh, hello? With the fan. It's not supposed to do that. I... How... Damn. Did I screw up again? I... I... I beg your pardon, sir, but... Might I impose upon you? Whoa, whoa, hang on! Man, it's out cold. Who the hell is this guy? Wait a minute. Looks familiar, almost as if... Who are you, and how did you get into my tower? Huh? What? Uh, another one? Baron. 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 Is, is everything okay? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, my darling. I, I, I have it under control. You stay upstairs with Biddy. I'll handle this. Now, you, sir, had best explain yourself and how you managed to gain entry to my time tower, obviously, through the utilization of this... Well, I suppose it's your own version of a warp wagon. But nevertheless, you will explain yourself, sir, lest I must make use of the electro pistol I am holding right here. Electro... You're him! You're... You're Baron Void! Only... Only younger. All right, very well. You have me at a bit of a disadvantage. Yes, I am indeed Baron Void. But the question remains, who are you? Well... Well, yeah, but... Who's he? Hmm? Oh, dear me. Another me. But... But they should be here! You have been listening to Baron Boy. Written, produced, and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. and accused of grooming a 15-year-old boy, telling him she wanted to be his first. Hey, 
I'm Red Nickerton. So anyway, this high school teacher, Tatum Hatch, 32, of West Monroe, was arrested and charged with computer-aided solicitation of a minor. Hatch has been accused of sexually molesting the 15-year-old in her car, all while her baby was in the back seat of the vehicle. God damn. Yeah, what a classy broad, huh? The teacher's alleged actions came to light in December when the West Monroe Police Department contacted the Wichita Parish Sheriff's Office about a student who came forward about Hatch. The boy's father allegedly told the Sheriff's Department that his son confided in him about a sexual relationship with Hatch, saying it had gone on for the past year and a half. Damn. The boy's father had proof the sexual relationship between Hatch and his son from explicit Instagram messages that were screen recorded. Hatch was trying to convince the boy to sneak into her house through her bedroom window so she could be his first. Well, goddamn, this has been going on for a year and a half. He can only be your first once, dumb bitch. He done been up in and out of your hatch, I don't know, four or five, who knows how many times. I guess by now, he's you're his tenth. I mean, you know, but oh, man, you get stupid te- teachers these days, too busy screwing the kids, you, you don't even know how to do math. Anyway, on December 15th, 2023, Hatch was placed on administrative leave from her job at West Monroe High School. But later on, on the 26th, Hatch resigned from her job at the high school. Well, the only good thing she did, um, I mean, with all that evidence, you'd think the school would have fired her already, but for some reason, it's tough to fire teachers or some such, even when they're banging your kids. Holy God. Well, there you go. That's what your tax dollars are going to. Uh-huh. Anyway, for the Bayou Crime Report, I am Red Neckerton, reminding you to keep your goddamn holes clean. The Bayou Crime Report is a presentation of Nelson Productions. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Has someone found evidence of Bigfoot? Or just... Some big pile of bullshit. Perhaps, but maybe not. A woman thinks she may have found evidence of a Sasquatch after uploading photos of Bigfoot turds, which were wider than Coke cans. Christy Morton shared her photos of the turds on the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot Photos, Videos, and Sightings Facebook group which is a popular Sasquatch enthusiast community. A couple of days ago,
days ago, I was out exploring around the lava bed area just outside of Willard, Washington. Very cool area with lots of caves, some old growth, and it's pretty isolated. Anyway, I came across a pretty massive pile of poo. Now in the pics, it looks like, like almost like stone, but it was soft. No fur, bones, or berries obvious in it. There were about five piles close together, but the main one was bigger and wider than a coke can. There were lots of elk droppings, but they looked much different. What do you think? Bear or... Christie's photos showed two stools. One was bigger than her hand, while the other was slightly smaller. Some people in the comments section were convinced that the social media user may have stumbled upon evidence of the existence of a Sasquatch. That had to hurt, lol, definitely Bigfoot, one person wrote. Another person said, never rule out Bigfoot, you could send in a sample and have the DNA tested. I'm from that area, and know that area very well. It's known for Bigfoot sightings. Could have been the skunk ape, a local wrote. Another person said, Bigfoot following the elk. However, another more skeptical person ruled out the possibility of the droppings belonging to a bear, but offered an alternative theory. Cow elk leave pellets, bulls leave clumps, all moshed together. So, looks like the bull elk scat, they said. Another person concurred, saying, elk, without question. Thank you, everyone, for the responses. Feel like I've learned a thing or two, and most likely this was a big bear or bull elk. But who knows for sure? Definitely a squatchy area. Christy wrote after reading through the comments. So again, could this be physical evidence of the existence of a Sasquatch? Or just a pile of bullshit? Perhaps, but maybe not.